Hi, everybody. Hey there. This is Holly. I'm Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints, uh, episode 21. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy episode. Happy episode. <laughs> Earlier, Holly was uh, trying to write the tweet about us sitting down to record this episode, and she had made me some tea, and I said, Oh, Holly, by the way, thank you for the tea. And she said, Your episode. <laughs> But then she recovered and said, you're good. <laughs> and then finally said, you're welcome. I was writing a tweet. I know. I was tweeting. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have disturbed you. That's the true. other day, I misspoke very badly. I was leaving work, and I was trying to get to the train. And I knew that I didn't have like a ton of time to get to the train. And this guy stopped me with his daughter. I don't know, she's probably like visiting schools during the summer. Um and he like had a piece of paper and he's like, oh, excuse me, do you know where this building is? And I was like, oh, I, I really, I don't know where that building is. I really never heard of that building. Um, and he's like, okay, that's okay. And I could see my train like pulling up, up uh. the tracks in the distance. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, okay, thank you. And instead of, um, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hate when I do that. Oh. Or when like a waiter's like enjoy your meal and I'm like you too. Oh, that's the worst. I yeah. do that all the dang time. Oh. <laughs> we just have like set responses and they come up sometimes. And they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they are wrong. Sometimes they're correct. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes. I'm just gonna start saying back at you. Right back at you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say son, but add that's, some flair to it. That's the kind of um, guy who says back at you. He says son. Mm-hmm. Calls everyone son. Mm. <laughs> Your brain. Oh, uh, my brain. Oh. But we're back. We're back. We survived the 4th of July. Oh, barely. Um, All of our fears about fireworks waking up Jack were unfounded. Yes. They happened. But Jack didn't wake up. Mm. Uh, we have, like... Our house backs up to a garage. Is that? Yeah, we're t- like it's a typical suburban Philadelphia neighborhood where the houses are all very close together. Uh-huh. And the one, the like lot behind us is, I, I guess it's like a garage. Yeah, it's like an auto shop kind of thing. Like I think it's a house with a shop in the back. Just, uh, yeah, business in the back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of a reverse mullet. <laughs> you have the instead of having business up front and party in the back, you have. Home up Domicile up front. There party you go. business in the back. <laughs> I don't know what kind of haircut that would be. <laughs> It'd be very strange. <laughs> anyway, whoever it is that lives there decided to put off their own fireworks like an hour after Jack had gone to bed. Yeah, it was like 7.30. It wasn't dark It wasn't yet. even dark yet. And they were expensive fireworks. And mm. they were like the real kind. Yeah. And they shot them off and they were so They loud. were pretty much in our backyard. Yeah, we had... um debris on our car yeah we had like little bits of the um shells shells Uh on on our car this morning and like little bits of sulfur and all that good stuff and jack didn't wake up he didn't wake up i have no idea how because if he woke up to that sound he would be so scared it'd be scary we could see the little um the volume lights on the monitor in his room like shooting up each time there was a firework but he just slept through it slept right through it yeah crazy kid he is at midnight, he did wake up to some distant, low-sounding... Yeah, the little fireworks. We don't know what that was about, but... Yeah, but there's a lot. 
Where, where? where we're from in North, well, in North Carolina, um, big fireworks are illegal to mm-hmm. have for, like, to personally have. Like, you can set have, like, a show, get a permit for it, but you can't go buy big fireworks. Um, I guess around here, you can just do whatever you want. Do it in your backyard. No yeah. big deal. So that's... That was so our 4th of that July. That was our 4th of July, but we had a good oh, time. and what? actually, some people, like, three or four blocks down the road... Uh, they set off their own fireworks. Apparently, they do this every year, but we didn't know about it until this year. Um, but they were setting theirs off, and our monitor reached, and we were able to walk down the street and see them from yeah, a little bit of a like, distance. We were still able to hear Jack and be outside watching the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could see them through like a couple of trees and the houses. There was like a perfect view, and we yeah. got to see our own little fireworks. Right. So we like them if they're far enough away for us not to... For them not to wake up our baby. Right. But we had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And we were in a stroller parade yeah. that morning. And we went to a cookout at our friend's house. Yeah. And Jack got to um, play with the football. Mm-hmm. He was happy. So happy. Yeah. But it was a pretty good 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Celebrating our freedom. Mm-hmm. All started right here. Mm-hmm. We listened to Toby Keith on repeat. Oh, no, we didn't. Holly, Holly really hates Toby Keith. <laughs> it's probably partially because you, like, shove him in my face I just, all the time. I just think it's so amazing that he's, like, a famous songwriter. <laughs> he was just inducted into the Songwriter Hall of Fame. Well, hey, you gotta, I mean, you gotta reward talent when you see it. No, it's not. I don't get it. Now Toby Keith's not going to listen to our podcast. Oh, no. Toby. (laughs) (laughs) We lost Toby. Uh, Um, All right. Well, enough of the silliness. Let's get down to some... Some business. Let's get some business in the back here. Yeah. Um, So at the mass readings the past few weekends, um, the Sunday mass readings, um, we noticed there was... Um, kind of an odd thread going through them. I think it was um, not this past Sunday, but the one before that. All of the readings were about death. Like the first reading was from the Book of Wisdom, and it was talking about how um, through sin, death entered the world, and kind of that's not how this was supposed to be. And I forget what the what the second reading was. I think it was Second Corinthians. We've been in that. We have been in that for um, a couple weeks. And then the Gospel was talking about um, the calming of the the sea, the calming of the storm, um, when the disciples, uh, I was going to say it, (laughs) (laughs) the disciples are in the boat and there's a storm, Jesus is sleeping. They're like, don't you care that we're dying out here? Um, and then this weekend's gospel, um, Jesus heals the woman who's been bleeding for 12 years and raises, no, 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 that was last Sunday. That was last Sunday. I was about to say. Well, there have been a lot of them. They run together. That's true. Um, but he raises the girl from the dead. So there's been a lot of death there has been. in the mass readings lately. Which is kind of weird for ordinary time. Right. It's not um, It's not Lent. It's not, well, it's not usually during Advent. But towards the end of Advent, you get, yeah. the, well, you get the readings from Revelation. Right. That kind of thing. Um, so yeah, like right after Easter, it's kind of interesting that we have these readings all about death kind of right um, in the middle of the liturgical year. Yeah. Um, but I think that's both... Strange and fitting at the same time. How? Why'd you give me a smirk? Because it's funny, like, oh, it's so strange, but it's fitting. Well, because with the church, like, death is kind of always there. Mm-hmm. Like, we all, in all of our churches, we have a relic. We have a dead Something. piece of a body sitting in our church, multiple ones. Um, but in the altar, usually that relic has to be bigger. Yes. 
Um, and the when we celebrate the Mass, we're, we celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus. Like, we celebrate the resurrection, but death is always is also there, too. Right. And we baptize year-round. That's dying to yourself so you can be raised with Christ. So death is kind of a an ordinary thing, but yeah. it's also extraordinary in the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I it's get kind it. of, it's not, when you think about it, it's not super strange, but it is interesting that there's been so much of an emphasis recently, kind right. of, um, without a, not that there's not a reason for there's it. There's not without, like an occasion yeah, for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so because of that, we've been thinking, um, about death recently. <laughs> <laughs> We've been, we have been happy. Good things are happening in our lives. We're not just somber and thinking about mm. death the whole time. No, but it has. Um, it has been part of our meditations. And... Right. And um, with the, with the mass readings, it's, it's gotten us to think about how, how much the people in the gospel and in Jesus' time were afraid of death. Like, Mm -hmm. super, super afraid of it. Um, And that the laws of the Old Testament um, were designed to keep you away from death. Like, if you touched a dead body, you couldn't enter the temple until you were ritually cleansed. Like, no death in the temple. Like, Mm -hmm. that was kind of the, all of those laws, like touching blood, and and blood was associated with death, because that's sort of your life force. Right. So if you touch blood, touch a dead body, touch a dead animal, you're, like, ritually unclean and can't go in the temple. So death is... Or if you're bleeding, like the woman. If you're bleeding, yeah. Right, well, you touch blood if you're bleeding. I guess you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, and that's also why animals, um, when they're slaughtered to be kosher, you have to take all Ble- their blood yeah, out to bleed it out first and that's why koshering salt you put it on the animal to absorb the blood and then you oh. flake it away i didn't know that you didn't no yeah it's koshering salt not necessarily kosher salt yeah i thought like it was just it like a special things. way of no. making salt yeah but the big flakes absorb the blood i learned something new today there you go <laughs> i'm surprised i thought i've told you, told you that before it's possible okay <laughs> so you relearned something today um but yeah, so in the Old Testament, in Jesus' time, death was like a thing to be avoided and kind of um, just, you stay away from it at all costs. Mm-hmm. And they were like living in a time where like the wage of sin was like death in a very real way for them mm-hmm. because they were slaughtering animals to pay for their debts. Mm. And so they were like thinking about that as well. And oh. so... I never thought about that. That was interesting. They had like a very vivid connection to death, and they connected death with their sin. With sin. Yeah. And they also um, didn't, you know, Christ hadn't become incarnate and died for our sins yet. So for them, death was kind of, it's kind of it. Like, um, I know certain sects of Judaism didn't believe in, like, I think the Sadducees didn't believe in an afterlife, that kind of thing. You you know this. Don't act surprised. We learn things all the time. <laughs> Um, but the idea of an afterlife, I think, was still kind of in flux. So for some people, death was it. So mm-hmm. they're just, like, terrified of it. Like, that's it. That's the end. Right. And, like, now we know, like, Christ came and rose from the dead. And, um, you know, we hold his promise that we will be raised with him um, eventually on, you know, at the last day we'll be raised up. Um, but they didn't even really have that to hold on to back then. No, yeah. So it was kind of just, that's it. Yeah, just their, like, temple and... In God's presence there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you have any more to say about that? 
Mm. No? Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but I'm, that... What? I was going to start talking about how today we still feel that's fear exa- death. That's what I was okay. going to do. That's what I thought you were going to do, so I didn't want to start <laughs> something new. But today we really avoid death in a lot of different ways. Uh, culture uh, avoids the, like, address... Or avoids addressing death. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see it in a lot of beauty projects, like... Um, makeup and lotions and uh, plastic surgery to make mm-hmm. you look as young as possible. Anti-aging serum. Mm-hmm. There are that millions is, yeah. of them. It's ridiculous. Which is funny because you're um, like what you use hair products and makeup on, like your skin the outer layer, layer is dead. And your uh, hair, the dead. outer part is dead. So it's already dead. So you're not really... Not doing anything yeah. to it. Um, but it, there's like this huge emphasis on the young mm-hmm. and just like a disregard for the old. Um, and yeah, we just don't really address this. Like we think that we could just live forever. Yeah. We live like we can live forever. And some people, that's kind of their goal. Like I hear this statistic or not statistic, this statement thrown around a lot. And I'm kind of suspicious of it because no one's, I've never heard the source of it. I've just heard it repeated. Um, but I've heard that the first person to live to be a thousand has already been born. So oh, that like no 80, <laughs> I know, but that's what they, and that's kind of the hope. Like one day we'll conquer death. We'll go beyond death. And like in science fiction, you see it all the time. Right. Like, um, people have their consciousness transferred to a computer or they figure yeah. out a way to like keep their bodies running. There's a, um, there's a book, um, blanking on the author, but it's called, um, super sad, true love story. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's not a very appropriate book. There's a lot of, uh, colorful events and language in it but um in this book people um are like super obsessed with vanity and how they look um and certain people if they have enough money are able to like keep themselves alive and like that's the goal to like keep yourself alive and not die by having the right diet the perfect workout the perfect everything that you can kind of live forever Mm. and i think if i'm not mistaken the main character works for a company that does like life um enhancement and life life lengthening like that's their specialty is to like work with people to help them do that that's weird it is weird but but... like you know that if that was available people would use it right it like freaks me out to think of like bodies who are like 200 years old because they're not supposed to live that long yeah your body would be like decaying yeah well i've heard um steve jobs when he he died of cancer, I think, mm-hmm. right? But he, um, I forget where I heard it, but, like, the last years of his life, he, like, went all out trying to find a way to cure himself. Um, like, all these experimental things and just, like, spent his whole, like, the last days of his life, like, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to conquer death, trying to, mm-hmm. not, you know, prolong his life a little bit longer, and he didn't really get to live those last years of his life because yeah, he was so doing sad. that. Yeah, but we're so yeah. Today we're definitely still um, afraid of death and run from death, and that's kind of um, for a lot of people it is sort of a finality. Like they they might have a legacy or like be remembered right. in the pat in the future, um, but they're still they're not alive, and that's kind of that bumps a lot of people out. It's pretty it, pretty bummy. It does. Um, yeah, and that that whole idea of like. Or just the absence of, okay, what am I saying? 
the fact that like culture and uh, our world doesn't really address death mm-hmm. really affected me because um, well, I, was, I just wanted to make one point. Sure, that's right, fine. And before we moved on, um, is that I've seen a shift recently where people um, are okay with death only if they don't have to suffer. Yeah. Like yeah. with all of the. Um, like the Brittany Maynard. Right, and assisted suicide. And it seems today the only thing we're more afraid of than death is suffering. Yes. Like we're kind of like some people in some cultures are like, okay, we're fine with death, but just we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to suffer. Which I think is sort of more, um, it's just shifting the focus. Like they're okay with, I mean, if if they don't believe in in God and in Christ and in afterlife, they're okay with not existing. They just don't want to suffer. Whereas death is kind of um, some degree of suffering. Like you really, mm-hmm. I, I guess you could not suffer at all, but just like knowing you're about to die is, has some like tinge of suffering in it. Oh, I would definitely, think. Yeah. yeah. So just a small caveat that we're even more afraid of suffering, but that's and kind also, of part of death. It might, might be also because we, because of our own like sign scientific advancements and whatnot have somewhat like your, contr- yours and my scientific yes. advancements <laughs> no our world um we actually <laughs> our world i was just <laughs> no. we'll get to our world but like what if we're just like because of our scientific advancements holly and i will live a thousand years <laughs> we just wanted to announce that everyone Oh, definitely. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You gotta interject some silliness, I otherwise know. it's just too it's much death. Um, but because of our advancements, in <laughs> <laughs> no one will be able to stop us. Stop! <laughs> Try to make a point. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> that we can kind of control suffering. Mm-hmm. That we can actually control suffering. We can't control death. But we can make sure that you don't suffer. Right. That's the only thing that we can control, so we're going to actually control it because we're a little obsessed with control mm-hmm. in our culture. So. Yes. But what are you saying what, before what, I interrupt you? Yes. <laughs> um, that whole culture of, like, avoiding death uh, hit me really hard when I was... Was I, like... In, I wasn't in college yet. I was still in high school. I don't know. I thought it was later on. Like, I'm maybe sorry. after we were married. I'm clicking my pen. Yeah, I know. I do that a lot during the podcast, and I always forget, so I'm, okay. I'm remembering. <laughs> um, I think I was in high school. I, think, I don't know. I think it's happened It's more on than multiple once. occasions. Yeah. I was a little bit younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it would, like, I would be, like, going to sleep at night, and it would all of a sudden hit me that, no, death is real. We will die someday. This world that we are in I will actually leave and like that would hit me so hard and I couldn't go to sleep and I would just be gripped with fear because I would I was just terrified I didn't know what like what this meant and like it's such a such a um final thing like you can't go back it's just like that's that's it Mm -hmm. um I was a Christian when I was going through this and it was really hard because I was like praying and trying to find solace in prayer and I, I just wasn't finding it. And um, I was just in a, a really like disparaging place and it was affecting Daniel and Myra's relationship because every time that he would like leave to go home, he lived like across town. And so he had to drive like 20 minutes. 
<laughs> Not even like 15 minutes. <laughs> Which I thought was like so long. And it was like on backcountry roads and stuff. Kind of. I mean. Don't roll your eyes. Yeah. They were dark roads. For that area, they wouldn't be backcountry roads. But for like a right. bigger city, they would be kind of rural. They were dark. They were one-lane sure. roads, yeah, with no lights. Yes. Um, and so I would be petrified that he would die. And so I was like, like before you would leave, I would like make sure that I told you, like I love you, <laughs> and like kiss you, and like um, have you text me like the second that you got home because I'd be like worrying the whole time until I got that text. Um, and you just were like, Holly, you have got to calm down. I remember the conversation that you had with me. You were like, you have to be okay with this, like. We can't go through this every th- single time I leave because it's, it's getting to be a little crazy. And, like, I just wasn't trusting in the Lord at all. And uh, it took a little while, and I'm, I'm, I'm past it now. I'm not so terrified of death. It does come back, like, every now and then, but it's a very it's much smaller. And then I, I do have a much uh, greater hope in the Lord. But um, it was a gripping fear that I was experiencing of death. Um and it was just the fact that I didn't, I had never thought about it before. It just seemed like, oh, death was just like a thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be avoided. But all of a sudden I was like, no, this is real. And I think we all kind of, it's like healthy to come to that realization. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that um, people, t- sorry, I was just thinking of, um, how like we are still like afraid of death, and I was right. This is kind of a tangent. That's fine. Um, Go for it. But you think of like subcultures that are like weird and off-putting, like um, like death metal, the rock right. music genre. Like, if you saw someone who's in a death metal, you're like weirdo. What are you doing? Don't come near me. Um, and it's just like scary, and it's like when you think about it, it's silly. Just like grown men with long hair singing about like. <laughs> knives and death and blood (laughs) like it's just kind of stupid but um that's what like kind of freaks people out like why are you embracing death why are you singing about it this is this is not something we like this is sorry i almost um lapsed into like nerdy literary criticism i was like this is abject it's been cast out sorry i'll stop (laughs) but it's um yeah something we try to separate from our lives totally um and you see that a lot with um how we speak about death and how we have, um, like what happens at a funeral. And, mm-hmm. um, I was listening to an episode of this American life, um, which is an NPR, um, show. And they did a segment on this, um, I don't know what you call it, like therapy place, like, um, place where you'd go for therapy, which specialized in helping children deal with death. Mm, and yeah. they said, um, like the, one of the biggest things is you always, you say this person died. You don't say they passed away. They, you don't say they're no longer with us or they've moved on. You say like they have died. Cause for little kids, if you use this euphemistic language, they don't understand like, well, right. where is he if he passed on? Um, but that's just how we talk about death. We say this person, um, has moved on or they're mm-hmm. no longer with us or, um, went to a better place. It went to a better place. Yeah, we don't just say they died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think, you know, obviously from the story for children, they need that concreteness to mm-hmm. wrap their heads around it. But I think as adults and as just a society, we um, 
through not speaking about it properly, we kind of don't deal with it concretely. Right. And, go ahead. Well, there kind of needs to be a, a balance because we also need to make the point that, like, death isn't just right the only thing. So, like, in reality, uh, when you die, you do, if, you know, all the, you do go to heaven is the hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so you can't, like, it's not wrong to say he went to a better place, mm-hmm. but we have to address the like uh, method that he got there. Right. Like, yeah. So I think by some people saying like he's moved on, they're kind of avoiding the question like, is he in heaven? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but you also, in order to, um, it takes faith in Christ to be okay with death. Right. Like saying this person died but through Christ they will be raised again. Like, so you can, from that concrete reality, you can um, link that to another concrete reality that we hold in faith. And so we shouldn't, it's like we, we have faith that Christ won this victory for us, that he conquered death Mm -hmm. in the only way that was possible. That he conquered death on the cross and that now we are able to live with him as co-heirs with his father, Mm -hmm. with our father. Um, And so we need to have faith in that, in that, should lead us to have fearless, like, no fear of death. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard it is. to do that because it's like... Well, I think even before that, I think we just have a problem with physicality and concreteness. Like, um, you always, like, hear people say they don't want it to be buried. They'd rather be cremated because mm-hmm. they don't want their body lying around after they're dead. Eating, eaten up by worms. Yeah, I don't want to be warm food, but, like... I think that kind of, um, and not to say there are situations where it's better to be cremated and the church allows, um, people to be cremated if their, if their remains are buried or entombed afterward. Um, but I think some people kind of like have this thing, like, I don't want my body here anymore because I'm not here anymore. And there is, um, not to generalize or, um, kind of. Uh, say this is what everyone thinks but I think it has something to do with a lack of faith in the resurrection like I don't want my body to sit in that field forever or that Mm -hmm. you know that graveyard so I want to be cremated so it's nice and clean and there's no Daniel bones lying around like I don't know I think there's something there's a link between those two like a fear of mortality and physical death well it brings us back to Gnosticism uh oh (laughs) here we go not the Industrial Revolution this time. <laughs> but because if your body doesn't matter and there is no, like, um, resurrection of the body is a, a key Catholic uh, faith. Tenet of faith. Tenet of faith. Um, tenet. Tenet? Mm-hmm. Really? A tenant is someone who, like, rents out a house. I thought they were just the same word Mm-mm. for different meanings. Nope. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Learn two things There today. you go. <laughs> Ooh, it's been a big day for you. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Um, resurrection, resurrection of the body. Resurrection of the body. Um, but if you believe that your body doesn't matter and that everything is spiritual, then why would you let you, your body mm-hmm. be worm food? Right. You know, so. Or if you're kind of, um, even if you're like a ultra materialist and say like, my body's the only thing that matters when I'm dead, then my body is just whatever. It just matters. There's nothing, uh, sacred or sanctifying about my body. Right. So it's kind of both, like those who would be overly spiritual and those who are overly concerned with matter. 
don't know if someone who was overly concerned with matter would say that, though. Because they'd be I mean, if concerned with matter. Right, but if they're... But if they're concerned with matter, they don't want it to be worm food. Right, well, I was saying more, if, if someone doesn't think they have a soul, then they don't um, really care what happens. Or they don't want it. their body. Yeah. yeah, so why are you going to take this body and put it somewhere when it's just carbon, you know? Yes, I understand. Yeah. yeah that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so, okay, we think we've established that people are afraid of death, and it's kind of creepy, and um, that we try to avoid it a lot in in um, our lives. But it's not um, it's not something that can be avoided. Nope. And I think um, in previous centuries, people were a lot um, more acquainted with death. Like, people died more often. You didn't have, I mean, you had funeral homes, but, like, people died at home a lot more often. Right. Um, like the, the body stayed there. The body for like stayed days. in the home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you were, um, you know, you would probably have seen your grandparents die in your home or something like that if you lived 100, 150 years ago. Okay. Um, so just today we kind of have like just pushed it away and said, no, not for us. Like we'll worry about that later. Mm-hmm. But the, um, the fact of the matter is that it's not something to be feared. Like, it's not something that you can, um, like, A, it's one, it's something you can't avoid, and B, it's something that um, can be conquered and has been conquered through Jesus. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I wanted to talk briefly about two funerals I experienced recently. That, do you have another point, or can I move on? Um, are we going to come back to how... We should not fear death? Yes. Okay. Then go, go on. <laughs> okay, good. Because I have something to say about it. All that. right. Um, but yeah, the last, well, within the last 12 months, not just last year, um, my uncle and my grandmother both died. My uncle died um, in the fall of last year, and then my grandmother died earlier this year. Um, and so I went to both of their funerals, and they were, um, there were some similarities between both. Both were cremated. Um, both had Catholic funeral masses celebrated, um, but they were just very different. And the circumstances of their death were different, too. My uncle um, died from complications due to cancer, and he was um, he's in his mid-40s, had two young kids, and it was kind of unexpected. Um, and I think that kind of death is very different from someone who's older, because it's kind of like mm-hmm. a shock. Like, you don't think that, you think you're invincible, you don't really think of this person. Like, it's kind of literally they're there one day and not the other. And not he, and the he, next. Even though he had cancer, it was still unexpected because we thought the cancer was under control. Right. And, yeah. Um, so that um, was, like, very sad. And um, we went to the funeral mass, and it was sad to see um, my cousins there, his children, and my aunt. Um, but the mass itself, it wasn't bad. But it was kind of, um, it just felt like it was kind of tiptoeing around the fact that mm-hmm that he has died. Um, and I remember that the, <laughs> the two women who were altar servers, do you remember oh, them? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It was like they just like dusted them off. They were like sitting on a shelf up in the sacristy. They're like the two oldest <laughs> <laughs> altar servers I've ever seen. It's true. They were very, very um, old. Yeah, but I guess you don't want like kids serving funeral masses. But no. maybe they should. Anyway. Um, so that was, it was a good funeral, but it was, it was just kind of like, it lacked a sense of like concreteness Mm -hmm. and like it was very like everyone was trying to like put on a happy face and it was um i don't know 
it was it was I was there I was glad to be there to be with my aunt and my cousins the rest of my family but um in comparison to my grandmother's funeral it was very different so when my grandmother died she died from cancer as well and it was um she um struggled with cancer for a while and she was in a hospice for a while and we got to actually got to visit her when she was in hospice when we were home for Christmas that was really nice and she got to meet Jack mm-hmm. um but for her funeral um she was cremated as well um but her remains were um put in the columbarium is that what they're called you think they I were know. they were interred <laughs> in the cemetery afterward um and the priest who celebrated the mass was um a younger priest and he was just like very reverent and very caring um and just celebrated the mass and it was just him there was no altar servers um mm-hmm. he wore black vestments um it was just like a very it was a much more solemn occasion but for me, it was much more peaceful. It was sort of like, this has happened. We are praying for um, our sister, our friend who died. And this is how we have to do it. And we're going to cry about it. And it's going to be sad. And like we're going to wear black and mourn because she has died. But we're celebrating the Mass because we have hope in the resurrection. And it was just a beautifully celebrated Mass. And um, we processed out to the um, cemetery, which is right outside the church. And, um, like, put her in, like, interred her remains, and then they, like, put the, um, whatchamacallit, like, the cover on the, you know, slot where they put her remains, and then, like, that was it. And it was just, like, very definite and, like, kind of, I don't know, it just kind of was, like, sealed everything off. Right. Um, and it felt... closure. Right. And it felt like we are mourning and praying for her, um... And for me, that was just a much better experience at a funeral. Where you're, like, really addressing it as, like, hitting it head on. Mm -hmm. And also treating it with reverence. Yeah. To say, like, this has happened. This is something, this is a part of humanity. And that we can pray for her. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. And that um, our hope is that she is in the arms of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that is a beautiful thing, even though it is hard that she is gone from our lives here. Right. And, and during the um, the homily for my grandmother's funeral mass, the priest said that um, when she was helping, when he was helping my grandmother figure out the mass, she was saying, "I well, I want the focus to be on Jesus, not on me." Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along. And like the songs that were chosen and the readings were chosen were meant to focus on Christ. I think that is the biggest part with any kind right. of funeral and dealing with death is focusing on Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that remind like. I didn't really understand intercessory prayer in that sense, like praying for the dead. Mm-hmm. It's not intercessory prayer. You're interceding for the dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's only praying. Oh, or I don't know only if it's intercessory but... because... It doesn't matter. Uh, praying it's... for the dead. Praying yeah, for we'll the dead that. was something I didn't really understand or had thought about before coming into the Catholic faith. But within, I think, like six months of me coming into the church... Um, one of the girls that I uh, worked with with that, um, like she was in high school while I was in college with the um, organi- the like outreach organization that I was a part of in college, uh, she was actually murdered. Um, and it was terrifying and horrible and um, completely unexpected, obviously. And one of the hardest deaths I've ever had to deal with. 
but I was so thankful for the Catholic teaching of praying for the dead because with her circumstances of what happened and with just like the lack of understanding that we had for it, um, it was just a wonderful thing to, to be able to pray for her and to hope that the Lord hears our prayers for her and that, um, yeah, that they were heard. Yeah. I was just very thankful for that hope because without that, I would have felt really at a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also like drove me into the arms of saints, um, mm-hmm. which was very, it just was really comforting. Mm-hmm. And I think um, praying, like people get kind of caught up on like praying for the dead, like, or are they like, isn't the like judgment immediate, this kind of thing. But what I've always heard and what, it's really helpful to keep in mind is that there are no limits on God's mercy. Like, mm-hmm. um, and we are bound by the sacraments, but God is not bound by the sacraments. So if, you know, someone dies not having been baptized, but maybe they really wanted to, God's not going to say like, well, they didn't get the sacraments. And like, God is not bound by the sacraments. We are on earth, but he, you know, is above them. Right. So we can always, um, just have hope in God's mercy and, you know, in the power of prayer and um, just uniting our hearts to Christ and saying, you know, I knew this person, I knew their heart, you know, please be with them, have mercy on them, that kind of thing. Um, And I think that really, you know, there's no way to measure whether or not that works, but I, you know, through um, just kind of experiencing God's mercy myself can kind of see how that would be. Um, Right. It makes sense. Efficacious. Efficacious. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I wanted to come back to the, like, how how we need to address death as something not to be feared. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, Paul, good old Paul. St. Paul. Good old St. Paul. Well, you get Paul we're talking about. That's Paul. Uh, Six popes are named Paul. What are you talking about? Um. In Philippians chapter 1, he says, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And then later says, My desire is to depart and be with Christ. Depart meaning to die. (laughs) (laughs) Paul used some euphemisms. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. Um, And I just really admire that mentality, and I feel Mm -hmm. like I I need to, to search to become more like that. Like, in that he's saying... I could stay with you guys because that's what, like, I could do good things for you. Or I could just go and be with Christ. And I would rather go and be, be with Christ. But I must stay here and do good for you. Um, yeah, it's kind of like saying, um, well, if I'm killed, then I'll be with Jesus. If I'm not killed, I'll be with here. I'll be here with you and I can tell you about Jesus. So it's kind of like, he's like, this is actually a win-win situation. Here. Right. But to have that, like, oh, I... Almost, I almost hope to die so that I can be with mm. Christ is a sentiment that I need to search for or, like, get to right. because I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that I keep – I think we mentioned this before. Um, we were at a Mass that, that Archbishop Chaput celebrated, and he said, like, um, if we really believed what we said, say we believe, like, we would behave so much more different. Mm-hmm. So if we really had full faith in Christ and in the resurrection and no doubts, no – wavering about it we would live so much so much you know differently we live like paul and say if you kill me that's great if you don't kill me that's great like right i'm serving christ no matter what i'm gonna i'm seeking to 
continually draw closer to Christ no matter what. Right. And that's, um, yeah, it's like a very beautiful thing, but also very hard to do. It's so selfless. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I I think like, I'm, I wouldn't be like afraid to die, but I know if I was in like a dangerous situation, I would be like freaking out and. Yeah, well, we were watching the Lord of the Rings. Who's what's the woman's name who like wants to fight? Oh, I forget. She's um, Theoden's daughter. Yeah, I forget. Well, she's like, no, I want to fight, and he's like, no, take the women, women and children out. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, I'd be like, yes. Oh, I'd be like, all right, women and children, let's go. <laughs> I got you. I am not fighting. I am uh, such a wimp. There's no way. <laughs> but um, I think we can find solace in what the church teaches on death and on the resurrection, and. Um, I know when, right before you were about to have Jack, we made sure we went to confession, like, mm-hmm. in case anything goes wrong, and whenever I'm traveling, I try to, like, go to confession mm-hmm. around then, just um, to be prepared um, and disposed for death, and to, like, not, um, like, know that it's not, that it's inevitable, that we will die someday, and we need to be properly kind of disposed for it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what is it that closes... Um, night prayer like we pray for a restful a restful night and a peaceful death yeah yeah like that's it sounds crazy like praying for a peaceful death every night but if we really believe in the resurrection that's that's how we would live right um and one i mentioned this to you that um because i was thinking about the reading from the book of wisdom at mass recently and how it says um like through sin death entered the world and mm-hmm. kind of that that's not how it's supposed to be and thinking about what death does and what it is. Um, and if you think about it on a very basic level, there could be no rebirth without death. Right. So, mm-hmm. so because human beings sinned and condem- condemned ourselves, it's almost like we have to die so that we can be reborn. Like it was kind of, it came about as sort of a, a reboot or like a reset. Yeah. Like here are humans when we're created, we do not know death. We're just supposed to live with God and then we sin and we fall away from God. Like how do we undo that? We can't undo that. So we must die so we can be reborn with Christ who right. comes to conquer death. So it goes back to the um oh happy fall. Yeah, kinda like that. And also, um Jesus didn't um eschew death, didn't like he didn't come to earth and then ascend. Like he right. came here and he said, I'm going to experience death. We didn't say it, but he, he experienced death and suffering. He wasn't, he could have just said, okay, you're all redeemed. Like scoop you all up. Okay. You're all good now. Right. Like through God's power, he could do that, but he chose to become a man and suffer what we brought upon ourselves through sin in order to set us free from it. So if dying is, if, is good enough for Jesus. <laughs> it should be good enough for all of us. It's true. And I think it um, just makes it more sort of physical and brings it down to like a very personal level. Like, um, and throughout the Gospels, it's always very f- physical. Um, like I think with with Lazarus, is that when they go in and one of the apostles says there will be a stench? Probably. And it's just like, it just shows you that, yeah, this it's we're actually talking about death here like right. we're at, we're not, it's not like spiritual like you will die your physical bodies will die and you will be raised again like it's going to stink <laughs> literally yeah. like yeah. that's what death is that is what we must go through in order to be um raised again with Christ 
Um, and I have a friend who, she's like one of my favorite people because she's such a cool character. Um, but she, in college in Savannah, she like loved to hang out in Forsyth Park at like 1 a.m., which is not recommended. <laughs> it's very sketchy. And so she was like hanging out on the swing set at 1 a.m. one night and some guy came up to her and was like, you shouldn't be here. Like you could die out here. And she told him, well, so what? Then I get to go and be with Jesus. I was like, you're the, you're the coolest. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe you should be a little bit more responsible with what right. God wants you to be doing in your life. But that's a great mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, I've always remembered that. That was like six years ago. And I just yeah. have always admired that. Right. And I think that's kind of our, you know, following um, St. Paul. Like, that's what we're supposed to live for. And all of the martyrs, like, right. they, I think we look at like statues of people like saint dennis holding his head and it's very clean but like they were killed they were murdered they were executed much like um people today are being mm-hmm. killed for their faith and it's it's really gruesome and today we're like i know, you know like it doesn't even show up on the news because it. mm-hmm. it's just like so uncomfortable right um but that's been happening in the church for millennia like death is here we we don't have an antidote to death but we know that death is not the last thing death right. is not um the end of our lives that there is resurrection there is a, an et- eternal life and that we need to um live that way yeah and so yeah we're, we're preaching to ourselves a lot <laughs> we're pretty much just trying to <laughs> bolster ourselves and uh-huh. um but yeah but just to um no, keep that focus that it's keep our eyes on christ and keep our eyes fixed on him and that I think through something I'm continually learning is that if I just focus on Christ, all of this other stuff falls into place. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, it's so, like so, it's so simple. easy. I know. I know but it's, <laughs> it's so hard at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, think about death. Remember, you're all going to die. Memento mori. Well, that's a moment of death, right? Or to remember. Anyway. I don't know. I think memento mori means remember that you will die. I might be well, getting the tense it... confused. But, um, but yeah, and also um, remember to pray for those who have died, um, comfort those who are dying, because it is a mm-hmm. scary thing, and you know it's painful and you suffer. Um, but we shouldn't like those are who are most in need, like those who are dying need mm-hmm. need our prayers especially. But if possible, um, yeah, you know, they need comfort personal and comfort hope. and hope. Um, so yeah, Jesus. so pray for all those who are dying and those who have died, and. Um, yeah yeah that's it well that's it on that light note <laughs> this is a very lighthearted topic uh-huh um we hope you guys enjoyed it uh thanks for listening yeah um thank you to everyone who's sent us feedback over the past week mm-hmm. um we, we love, love our new review we do we have a few new reviews reviews on itunes um if you haven't reviewed us yet and you feel compelled um please go give us a review on itunes um if you have any feedback, um, send us an email at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Anything shows, like topic suggestions, mm-hmm. um, things we said right, things we said wrong. More uh, things about our, our life stories that you want to know. Yeah. Any questions you want to ask us? Um, or if, you're, if you think that we think you would be a very interesting listener. Yeah. Well, because sometimes we've gotten emails from people who are like... Um, have grandkids and we're like yeah. what why are you listening to us we don't know anything <laughs> or who are in different countries um mm-hmm. 
yeah so we we love to hear from y'all so send us an email um follow us on twitter at halfway underscore saints like us on facebook um and like us in real life yeah like us in real life bye have a great week everybody bye everyone